5 o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. Hit the door and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh, my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Here is where we are, and it is the ECU kickoff event for Lake Life Sports and the ECU Sports Network. Patrick Johnson along with Stephen Igo. New... Radio star on yeah, 94 from it. Hoist the colors. Good to see you, Stephen. It's good to be here, man. I'm excited about this event and a lot of a lot of big big names, big faces rolling in. So it should be a fun uh, next hour or so. This uh, is yeah, this is going to be great. This is going to be yeah. good. Uh, we're going to have players and coaches stop by, maybe a few dignitaries from around town. And uh, this is tied in with the Chamber of Commerce. So if you're a chamber member or you're uh, an ECU supporter at the level with Playfly, you're going to be at this event tonight. It's pretty well attended. Look at it across the way there. looks good. And I like the jazz music. I don't think anything says uh, no quarter like the jazz, the, uh, the hot jazz that's, that's jamming right now. We've got a lot of, uh, you know, we get a lot of stuff in our ears when we're doing these shows, Patrick, but I don't know if I've ever had some soft some jazz. Soft jazz? In or is my it ears. more smooth jazz? I don't, I don't say smooth jazz, okay. but it's it's kind of setting the mood. I don't know. It's an uh, interesting uh, vibe, though. Well, we got Petey the Pirate here. There's Henry Hinton here. So it's a who's it's a who's who it really yeah. is, and we've probably got the man of the hour when it comes to ECU football, which is just weeks away from starting and opening up camp. The great Mason Garcia is here. How are you, Mason? I'm doing great. Appreciate you guys having me. It's awesome to have you on. How's your summer? Uh, it's going. It's, it's 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 a tough summer. You know, it's uh, off season are always tough for uh, the football team, but it, in a good way for everybody to get better and. Um, you know, the team's coming together, culture's coming together, uh, finishing up uh, summer workouts, getting into fall camp. What have you kind of worked on this summer? Uh, just kind of just kind of uh, sticking with uh, uh, film study, kind of, you know, keeping my body in good shape, you know, and obviously uh, being a leader for the guys in the group. You know, obviously there's a lot of leaders on this team, but, uh, you know, just being that guy, step up, and uh, just maintaining myself and maintaining the team as, much, as best as I can. Macy, you look you look great, man. You look like you're in awesome shape. So kind of kind of take us through your off season regimen. Have you been trying to cut weight? And it looks like you you kind of met that goal at this point. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, my main goal was to kind of stay at, as lean as I could. Um, you know, working with Big John and his strength staff is kind of the best you can get around here, I think. Uh, but yeah, just trying to stay as lean as I can. You know, be as fast as I can. You know, be as mobile in my shoulders as I can. But yeah, that's the main key of just you know staying poised and staying lean. What are you weighing right now? I am at 240 on the dot. Okay. Oh, wow. Yep. So you can still play some defensive end if they need you to. But you look good, man. Uh, and you went to the, the Manning Passing Academy recently, so take us through that experience. What was that like? Oh, yeah, it was cool. You know, like everybody asked, like, how was, how was the Mannings and stuff? You know, they're, they're just, like, outgoing. I didn't know how outgoing they were, but, you know, just being out there with them, you know, just being at different socials with them and communicating with them and, Learning different leadership things was kind of cool as well, and obviously on on the field work as well. You know, and like they know so much on the field. Um, you know, just getting all their minds and picking at their brains was kind of the best thing. And obviously being around shoot most of the best quarterbacks in the country and kind of seeing where you stand. So it was an awesome experience. So Mason, we talked uh, to Holt Naylor's about a year ago after he went to the Manning camp, and he, I think that was something he felt really propelled him to the type of season he had last year. So with you. Uh, 
what did you maybe pick up there? What were some of the tricks of the trade that you kind of learned during that experience? Like I said, it's, it's really on how you carry yourself, you right. know, and, you know, being a quarterback, you know, it's like huge. And for any anywhere you're at, it don't matter where you're at. So, I mean, just like taking the leadership role and obviously taking your game to a next level, you know, and like with Holton, you said, like made his game to another level. It's it's more of, you know, keeping in touch with those guys as much as you can, like even after a bad game, good game, you know, kind of just getting feedback from them and, kind of getting their view of things, you know, because they've been there and done that for a Who while. Who was your roomie? It was uh, Tyler Van Dyke from okay. Miami, yeah. uh, Brady Cook from Missouri, and the Boston College quarterback. can't okay. remember his name. All right. Could you ask BC what happened with that bowl game with you? You said, <laughs> guys, give me the real story. <laughs> That's, I did try to get it out of them, but they were saying the same thing I was saying. I hate that we were there and didn't get to play, right. but it, it was it was awesome to be around those guys and all great group of guys we are uh, here at uh, the town bank tower it's a special uh breaking the summer hiatus edition of uh the kickoff show on the patrick johnson show steve and i go from uh, hoist the colors 247 is here mason garcia the great pd the pirate just walked by are you ready for uh the first weekend in september i am you know and that's what we're working for now so that way you know there's no there's no second guessing when the time comes you know so everybody's getting ready and i just can't wait for that time to come everybody's working their butt off so when you guys are – oh, what's up, man? Sorry. Uh, when you guys – it is a big I, I go, by the way, by. Yeah. autographs while we're hey. on the air. You see, <laughs> I, I just want to make sure you guys get in. He's the new spokesperson. Oh, okay. Yes. Dog with State Bank. Okay. Mason, the, the, obviously opening at Michigan, the big house, I mean, you're always going to be fired up to prepare for an opening game, but, like, is that an even more motivating factor that you know you're going to be opening from 100,000 people? A hundred percent. But I mean, I can't really take it fully in yet. I right. mean, obviously you watch the film and stuff and you see, you see these guys on tape at a certain extent, but you know, like going into the big house, obviously it's probably something that I would, I would never run into like as of right now. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like you, like I was telling, uh, Henry, just like to stay, stay in the moment and just, you know, kind of just go day by day and get there. Let me, let me ask you one more thing. I, we talked to Donnie Kirkpatrick, uh, in June and Donnie and coach Houston as well talked about your loyalty i mean a lot of guys in your position with your accolades your talent your ability would not have stayed what, what made you stay i mean like the first thing i always say to people is the coaches staff you know coach houston and coach k i mean there's plenty of coaches that are on the staff that you know that i'm that i'm very close with as well but you know those guys have been loyal to me since day one they've recruited me so it's kind of like it's like back and forth you know that they've been loyal to me and you know i'm not into that you know transfer stuff you know yeah. I just want to stick to where I came and try to pursue my career where I'm at. So it's good to see you. Great Thank you for you coming by. Are you going to send some of your teammates over here? That's the plan. Yeah. yeah. Boss them around a little bit. I Tell them, look, guys, go over there and and uh, get on the radio with you. Awesome. Yeah. You appreciate were the first that. up. You did a great job, man. So yeah, the pressure's awesome. on then. Yeah. Now, Thank you. So. Appreciate that. Thanks, really Mason. Appreciate it, man. Mason Garcia with us here. Patrick Thank Johnson, you. Steve, and I go as uh, we'll wait for more players and coaches to come by. Uh, we are breaking the summer hiatus here on the uh, PJ Show. Steven Show will be back in uh, mid-August. Yeah, I think August 14th is okay. the date, Monday, August 14th. And uh, I'm going to be coming back uh, with live shows starting, uh, and, and I'm going to coerce Steven into coming on him as well, the, uh, the media day coming up in a couple of weeks. So it's going to have a different flavor this year with the new members of the conference, isn't it? It really will. And, and honestly, I so the, the conference sent out their – request to fill out the preseason favorite ballots and i was trying to fill it out today as a media member for the preseason poll and you know i picked utsa as a favorite in two lanes second but after that man it's it's wide open and there's so many teams now 14 teams trying to rank 14 teams in the preseason with 
all the unknowns, you look at even ECU, like I cover ECU and there's a ton of unknowns there, but you look around the conference, there's so many unknowns. It's, just, it's hard to gauge how this league is going to play out. And I picked UTSA to win, but nothing would shock me, yeah. honestly. The thing I think, you know, that's the program everyone kind of looks towards. UCF went all in in football, had explosive growth. We see where they have wound up yes. now. I think UTSA, they have the same feel. Yeah. as UCF did all those years ago entering the American. They really do because the biggest thing for me is they have a fan base and a, a, a program that actually seems to have some people around it that care. And, yeah, UCF was in Orlando, a major market, but they had a huge student following. UTSA is similar. They've got people at their games at the Alamo Dome. It's a fun environment to, to play in, to be in. And, you know, you look at the rest of the teams coming in outside of maybe UAB, that has some fans now since they've resurrected their program. Rice, not known for their fans. Uh, you know, several others. Charlotte, not known for its fan base in football. So, really excited to see ECU's trip to San Antonio this year. Seems like the city has really embraced UTSA. And that, you know, that to me is exciting as, a, as somebody who covers a team that UTSA will be playing. Charlotte also, Steve, it seems like the one that has a lot of upside as well. I mean, definitely given their... You look at just their whole athletics footprint and plan long-term, they clearly have a vision. They clearly have a vision for where they want to go long-term and how long it takes them to get there. I don't know. There's been some weird things going on with Biff Pogge, their head coach, where he's been <laughs> complaining about lack of money being given to right. the program. But that doesn't happen overnight. You know, ECU still struggles to get money at well, times. you're in a pro town. Yeah, well. and you're in a pro town, and they're only averaging, what, 15,000 people a game, if that. So it's going to take time. It doesn't happen overnight. I guess the big uh, news out of ECU today is uh, Alec Makarevich going into the transfer portal. Yeah. Um, hearing some interesting stories behind the scenes of that. He's, he's the only guy that started every game last yeah. season. And Cliff Goblin really stuck by him. I don't think there's any doubting the tools of AMAC. Uh, where do you think he lands? Yeah, I mean, it, it was a surprising move from the standpoint of uh, – I. A couple weeks ago, I heard that he was planning to return from, from really sources in and outside the program. And to see him enter the portal today, you never know what's going to, to you know, what's going through somebody's head when something like that happens. But we'll see. I mean, he's a, he's a proven player at a winning program. I think he's going to have several offers. But, you know, it's also kind of a shame you don't see a fifth-year guy who, to me, the coaching staff has stuck by. Well, Cliff Collins is going to rely on Yeah, him. you've relied on him. You've you, even through some struggles, he played every game. So I just feel like it's kind of disappointing that he's heading out. But, you know, that, that's college sports now, man. Nothing – I say it surprises me, Patrick, but nothing really surprises me anymore. Yeah, it really doesn't. And uh, we're waiting for Carter Cunningham to uh, come over and join us here. Probably not going to uh, pepper Carter with that. I'm not. Yeah. I'll let you handle I'll, that. I'll stay away from yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Carter Cunningham uh, joining us here. Hi, mate. Yeah. yeah Real hot, man. How are you, buddy? Good to see you. Let me ask you, uh, the Blue Jay shirt, yeah. by the way, yeah. is it, are you a fan, or is this just something you picked up along the way, and, and it's a good shirt, it's comfortable, and it's 100 degrees outside? 100%. Uh, I might have, I might have stolen it from a former teammate Okay. to be unnamed, ah. because I don't want to give it back to them. I understand. So, Who is the Blue Jays fan on the team? That would really... That would give it... Yeah, see, that, I was, that was a way to try to get around so, There's only so many Blue Jays fans yeah. in this area. I know. There's not a, a not lot. For it. Who's your fan? Who are you a fan of? Uh, the Angels, who uh, they're struggling. I grew up, I grew up in Huntington Beach, California. So I grew up a Vladimir Guerrero fan. Uh huh. And it's just been a disappointment growing up as an Angels fan. But uh, 
It is what it is. Okay. The Nationals won a uh, World Series. I live in Northern Virginia, so right. I'm like sort of a Nets fan. When did you move to Northern Virginia? When I was nine. Okay. Yeah. So I've been here, been there more than half my life. I got you. Carter Cunningham, who's going to have a, uh, I think, a big season next year for Cliff Godwin. Steve, you had a really nice summer season in Bethesda. Are you done with them now? Or? Yes, sir. I'm, I was uh, That was three weeks uh, or almost a month. Um, about half the games got rained out, so I didn't even get that many ABs. I was just going out there to continue uh, continue the last half of the season that I had. I wanted to just get some more ABs. I felt good at the plate, and I just wanted to go get some more. And It was a lot of fun. It was, yeah. a, great, it was a great time. Uh, the team That team's a really good team. It's a, it's a good league, so I had a great time up there. So, Cardi, you know, you started at Gardner Webb. You went to Juco. Come here. You've been in college a while. You probably could have moved on. If a lot you of people to. are called doctor <laughs> if they've been here this <laughs> long. About, college about, yeah. so, you know, why come back for another year, stay at ECU? I know you probably at least had to have some conversations, and then why make the decision to come back and, and remain a part of the program? Uh, you're talking about for professional baseball conversations? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just as far I, as like moving on. Yeah. I, I truly, or out of junior college, I had a little bit of talk yeah. uh, with some with some pro teams. Um, but I really just wanted to become a pirate. Uh, a pirate, and uh, my best friend Zach Agnos was here at the time. Um, I I wanted to play more more seasons with seasons with him. Um, this past year, I you know I did have a I had a decent year and uh, wanted to finish up my fifth year, get my masters. Uh, the biggest reason is the the community, the Greenville as a, as a whole. Like I just get chill bumps looking at Clark O'Fair Stadium, seeing seeing the fans there, and uh, we, we we truly have the best fans in the nation. And this is just such a special place place to play. And I mean, I wouldn't. I'm trying to drag like, if if I get a six here, <laughs> I mean, I'll take it. I will take it to drag out the the workforce. It, you know, midway through last year, you really took off individually. You, you know, you got the consistent playing time. You you, you benefited from. It, you took advantage from it. What made the difference for you? Was it just knowing hey, you're going to be in the lineup every day? You kind of relax a little bit. Uh, a little bit. That's that. That was part of it. The biggest. The biggest part was. Um, it's, it was sort of the mental game. The, the confidence that that I gained getting the the at bats that I needed. Um, I woke up every morning and I just told myself that I was the greatest hitter on the planet. And <laughs> it's far from the truth, but in baseball you well, gotta you gotta tell you don't yourself. Believe that. it. Who's gonna believe it? Exactly. No. I mean that's that's literally what I that, that's what I tell myself. If if I don't believe myself, then then who's gonna believe myself? And so that's that was. I didn't make many swing adjustments it was just i woke up every morning and i had that confidence and swagger about me and that's really what it came down to so it works it, it yeah. works it, it definitely works so hey, blonde-headed ezra ozar has uh yeah. by yeah. the way made it uh here and uh he's talking with starling so we're gonna you think he can dunk he can, starling no as oh <laughs> I know. yeah can no, starling dunk is the can question dunk? yeah what do you think can you dunk i can't i got terrible knees there's no oh is that right yeah no Bad uh knees? starling yeah, Starling can dunk. He had a thirty-something inch vertical the other day. Oh, is that right? Yeah, Starling I think can dunk. All right, we're going to we're going to talk to those guys. But what do you have left to kind of do this summer? What are, what's the next few weeks like for you? Just training the incoming freshmen. They got here about two to three weeks ago. Uh, we're working out tomorrow. We're, we'll be on the track at six a.m. running three hundreds. Uh, just mentoring those guys, getting them acclimated to the culture of ECU baseball. And uh, I don't have any summer courses, but those guys do. So. Just uh, working out and, and getting those guys ready for the for the fall. Was it a borrowed shirt and you just didn't give it back, or did you actually take it out of? It was a borrowed shirt. I okay, just didn't give it you back. give it back. Yeah. That's usually how that works. Yeah, so. sorry, Josh Rose. Ah, uh, there you go. Well, I mean, he's with the Yankees now. He doesn't need anyway. Yes. Yeah, he, he's got to get rid of all that stuff anyway. Yeah, he does. In fact, he ought to be sending you some Yankee swag, man. That, that's that's exactly right. All right. 
Great to see you, Carter. This yeah. is uh, awesome to talk to you. Appreciate yeah. you guys having me and on. Enjoy the rest of your summer, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Carter. Right, sir. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate you guys. We're going to get uh, Ezra Ozar over here uh, in a minute. We're going to get uh, thanks, man. Starling over here as well. So let's grab a break. Uh, we'll come back along with Steve and I go, Patrick Johnson. We are uh, up and running here on our uh, season kickoff for Play Fly, and we'll be right back right after this. Hey, welcome back, Patrick Johnson, Stephen Igo from uh, 247 Hoist the Colors. Uh, we are uh, here. It is the kickoff event for Playfly and the ECU Sports Network at the Town Bank Tower. It's in conjunction with the uh, Pitt Greenville Chamber of Commerce. So a lot going on here. Jacob Starling follows Carter Cunningham, picking him up like he always does, I'm sure, in uh, not only baseball but in real life, and he's going to do that here on the radio. Carter was actually sneaky good. Yeah, yeah, he was sneaky good. Yeah, he's pretty good at this stuff. No, is he? Okay, yeah, I think you're pretty good too. You're pretty uh, good at playing baseball. They, I'm, probably, I'm probably better at playing baseball. Accompanying the smooth jazz that is playing here in the building, uh, they're going through a bunch of pictures of ECU athletic achievement from the last year. There's a lot of Jacob Starling I'm seeing on there as well. So, how you feeling, by the way? I'm um, feeling good. Body's feeling good. Uh, taking a couple weeks off definitely helps, but feeling good. What has been uh, what you have kind of concentrated and worked on other than kind of getting, you know, back to feeling like yourself this summer? Yeah, right now just trying to put on some weight, put on some muscle. Uh, lost a couple pounds during the season, so now just trying to build it back up. The best thing that I saw from you, there was a lot of great things uh, this season, but the best thing I saw related to you this year was your family celebrating your first home run, and that went kind of viral on Instagram, maybe TikTok, I'm not sure, but one of the, one of the socials, that was just cool. That had to be pretty cool to see that. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, that was my sister and my mom's boyfriend. Uh, they weren't able to make it up here, so, you know, it was pretty cool to see that video after the game. Yeah, yeah. it was. They went crazy. They yeah. went nuts. Yeah, and rightfully so. Yeah, they're big fans. Uh, Steven's going to ask you really difficult questions now, so remember <laughs> this. No, go ahead, Steve. Not true at all. Uh, but, hey, I want to ask, you know, about your health because you had the – Obviously, the hip injury you've had, or the leg injury you've had, a back injury now that you dealt with this past year. So, like, have, have you been fully healthy to this point in your career? Or, you know, trying to get there is that kind of the goal now? Yeah, just just doing whatever I can every day to make my my body feel my best. Hmm. Um, with my leg, I feel like I'm going to deal with it the rest of my life probably. Right. So, it's just trying to minimize that pain and build some strength back in it. And then. You know, back injury towards the end of this year. Is it, was that just a pain management thing? It felt like the entire team had a back injury at some point. <laughs> yeah. Year. Towards the end of the season, everybody's nicked up and banged up. Yeah. But, yeah, after after a week or two off, it fell back to normal. You know, for you this year, you've always had kind of the, the pull side power, the pull side hitting ability. I mean, you started to hit the opposite way a lot this year. How much do you feel like that elevated your game? Just from, from watching it, it seemed like it made you such a, a more complete hitter. Yeah, so much so much of a better hitter, um, and I, I can even improve on it more for next year. So that's really my goal, just to keep using uh, every part of the field. And if I can do that, I know that's when I'm at my best. Jacob Starling is uh, with Stephen Igo and myself here, Patrick Johnson, with you. We're live today uh, with our uh, ECU season kickoff program uh, here from the Town Bank Tower. Let me ask you this, Jacob. Uh, the freshmen coming in, we were talking to you a little bit about them uh, in the break. That has been the real, one of the strengths of the program over Cliff Godwin's tenure, Coach Godwin's tenure, was the older guys sort of mentoring those younger guys, showing them the way things are done. So uh, 
how how serious do you take that role? And I think it was Connor Norby you were telling me was yeah. the guy that really took you under his wing when you yeah. came to campus. Yeah, it's it's super important. Um, like you just said, Norby was here my freshman year, and he taught me so much. He taught me work ethic. He taught me um, how to just pretty much be a dog on the field and off the field. And I think if you can instill that in the freshmen now, they'll be so much better in the long run. So that's really the whole goal. Yeah. From Central Florida, who do you root for uh, baseball? Who's, like, your team? So I've never really had, like, a diehard Spring team. training? That's what everybody says yeah. down there. They Because I live yeah. down there, too. Does everybody buy spring training tickets? Yeah. They're not going to St. Petersburg or Miami. Yeah. Unless the Yankees or Red Sox are in town. Yeah. Um, I'd say the Rays. Just cause, okay. Yeah. I, I just got I, I don't, I don't buy it. I don't think there's I, any I, Rays fans. <laughs> yeah, there's not, honestly. But they are a fun team to watch. You can get a seat to the game, though. Yeah, I know. Well, I watched the Braves game the other week, and I think that was the most packed I've ever seen it in my life. Yeah, yeah. Braves drove pretty well, I guess, too, down there. Have you have you been back home this summer, or have you just been up here the whole time? Yeah, I went back after the season for about two weeks. Okay. All right. So what are what is your uh, prediction for the season ahead? Uh, national championship. I like it. That's always, that's always the goal. I like it. Hey, two things before you get out of here. All right, so one – Carter Cunningham's walk-up song. He changed it back to the uh, – I don't even know what it's called, but I, I'll give him crap for it. I have no idea. Are y'all, are y'all a fan of it in the dugout? or What is it? Are y'all as annoyed by it as it's I am? It's like Katamba Keeper or something. I don't know. It's some, some uh, Spanish song. Yeah, some Spanish song that – Does he speak Spanish? I don't know. I'm guessing I don't no. Think so. Yeah. I meant to ask him about it when he was over here, but either one. All right, second <laughs> question. Uh, they got a shot of you in the pinstripe uniforms up on the monitors. So the pinstripes look really good. I think they're probably the best uniforms y'all have. But you know, past players have said they're not very comfortable. Is that a, is that true or is false? Uh, they're they're a little tight. We did get <laughs> we did get some new ones this year, okay. so they're a little better. But you know, it's a little hard to squat all the way down in those. Sometimes. Right. Well, so basically, if you if you make an error in the field with the pinstripes, exactly. we'll blame it on the uniform. Exactly. Okay, that's fair. I have to keep that in mind going forward. <laughs> Awesome to see you, Jacob. Thank you for yeah. coming by here. Uh, there's great food here, so go enjoy some. Awesome. All right. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you for coming. Thanks, Jacob. Yep. Appreciate it, man. All right. Jacob Stone. Blake Carter and I asked about his, uh, his walk-up. Yeah, yep. exactly. Thank you, guys. Hey, yeah. thanks, man. All right. Uh, we continue on here. Uh, and I uh, really appreciate those guys coming by. Uh, it was yeah. a real treat this year to be able to do the ECU uh, games on Plus. Hey, Tom McClellan's here. How about that? All the heavies are here. See if you can get Blake. Yeah. We're going to try to get Blake Harrell. Okay. Blake Harrell's here. Kim McNeil's now. here. So, yeah, Coach. Yeah, let's What's get up, Tom. Tom McClellan's hey, appreciate here. appreciate it, man. Tom McClellan. Good to see you, Tom. Here comes Blake Harrell. It's going to be a photo finish. Oh. 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 The Quicks. The Quicks got ahead of Blake Harrell. You, come on. You're on your way over let's here. Go, let's go. We'll get Blake race, after. Coach. You beat him. Kim McNeil. Next. A great summer look you got going. You, uh... You look like you're dressed to go to a baseball game or a softball game or the pool. I've been outside enough. i got a nice little tan. That's what it is. It's the tan from the pool and softball and baseball all summer. How's your season been? Or your off-season been? Excuse it's me. It's been good. You know, we got a lot of new faces. we got a lot of old faces, so it's a good mixture. Um, girls are working hard. I'm just trying to, you know, build the chemistry between the new guys and the returnees. So much momentum out of last year, I have to imagine, too. And uh, you've kind of put the, the program on a map with an NCAA tournament appearance, new conference coming up. So there's a lot of really good momentum trending towards uh, next season. 
It is. You know, they, I think this past year really, you know, taught them, you know, how to win. Um, I don't think we're there yet. Right. But looking back on it, I think they realized some things they should have done differently. Um, but you don't know what you don't know. And, and so I'm really looking, you know, towards my leadership this year with Micah Dennis, Samia Johnson, you know, Danae McNeil, you know, all returning and, and having that experience and being here a couple of years and understanding, you know, what our expectations are. Yep. Kim, you talked about player-led programs. It's kind of what you feel like championship programs are. When We had you on our show earlier. So you feel like early in the offseason, you know, Danae, Micah are, are doing that with the, the new girls and kind of teaching them, showing them the wing. Uh, I do. I think that uh, – you know, Sania, Danae, Micah have, have really, you know, stepped forward and just taking the young ones underneath their wings. You know, obviously the twins, Tati and Talia, you know, they've been, you know, at a, at a power five for the last two years. So they kind of got an understanding of what it's supposed to look like, but still, you know, in a different system. Um, but the freshmen, I, I'm, I'm really excited about them. You know, I think in the past people would say if we had one flaw, it would be the fact that we, can't, we couldn't shoot the ball that well. They're not going to be able to say that about us this year. You know, our two freshmen, especially Kaya Miller and Karina Gordon, can, can really, really shoot the ball. So if we continue to defend at, at a high level the way we've been doing and, you know, and, and be able to shoot the ball the way we've been doing in this, in this offseason, um, it's going to be another really good year for us. How do you balance? Because, you, you know, defense first is always going to be your program, but you also do want that shooting. So do you, you know, those girls that can shoot it, they still got to be able to play defense. So do you have to, you know, balance, say, hey, we still want a really good defensive lineup, but also have that shooting ability? Yeah, we know if you look at the way we played last year versus the three years prior, we didn't press as much last year. We used it in situations where I felt like we didn't have enough energy or we needed to come back. Because I went into last spring saying, you know, we need to put a little bit more effort into offense. But we can't do that if we're trying to press, working on matchup, working on man. So we really simplified things a lot last year defensively, which allowed us to work on our offense a little bit more. So we'll continue to do that as well. We got uh, Coach Kim McNeely, your women's basketball head coach, with us. Uh, when you talk about my mind, Joiner, what are the areas you want her to take a step in or, you know, evolve towards? Yeah, um, we've really been working with Amaya. I don't know if people realize she's left-handed. Mm-hmm. But love's going right. Right. <laughs> so this offseason, we've really basically. There's something about basketball players that just they always want to go right. I know, right? So we, we actually almost kind of have chopped her right hand off. <laughs> it's really making her focus on her left hand. We have three left-handed post players on our team this year. Oh, wow. Amaya, Morgan, and uh, Talia, one of the uh-huh. twins, is, yeah. left, is left-handed. I, that's very unusual, mm-hmm. you know. But, um, no, she's been working really, really hard, living in the gym really trying to elevate her game. I told her she's got to be different this year. She's not going to surprise anybody. Mm-hmm. Her three-point shot is looking a, a lot better. Um, so, you know, I, you guys didn't see, you know, nearly what she can do right. um, last season. I think it's just the experience and building confidence in herself uh, for her to be able to uh, show that this year. Yeah, I was going to ask, we kind of touched on this before, but Keeping that hunger after success, y'all, y'all finished last year. Do you have to challenge the girls more this off season, maybe to to try to get that chip back on the shoulder? Because you know you're not going to be picked to finish last again. So do you do you try to challenge them even more this off season? Yeah, you know I'll give them a little um, <laughs> motivational things here and there. You know we were on the road last week, and a couple of coaches in the league, you know, kind of, you know, you guys kind of got lucky. You know, things kind of played out in your in your you know favor or whatever. You know, so I'm, I'm using those as right. nuggets, you know, telling them that people feel like we got lucky, um, things of that nature. But, you know, I think they liked the way it felt last year. They liked 
winning instead of losing. They like going on six and seven game winning streaks versus six and seven game losing streaks, which is what we've experienced in the past. So, you know, I think they got a taste of it. And they like the way it felt. And what, you all seem really connected during that conference tournament run. That just didn't happen in Texas. It happened. So at what point did you feel like we're peaking and, and going to a point where we can go and make a run at the championship? Because there had to be a point, I guess, in the regular season where you felt that. Yeah, I thought, you know, when we played SMU at SMU, uh, we kind of turned the corner a little bit. I thought down the stretch, <clears throat> once we got into February, I, li- I really liked the way our February looked as far as who we were about to play and the amount of home games we had. And I think we built a lot of confidence in ourselves because we were – we would get up and then we would go down by a lot in the fourth quarter and we were able to come back and win games that we were down by 12 with three minutes left to go or down by right. six with one minute left to go. So I think those experiences really built the confidence in the young ladies um, when it became tournament time. It's great to see you. Great yep. to see you guys. Hope too. you have a great rest of the summer and uh, we'll be talking to you a lot, I'm sure, getting ready for the uh, season ahead once everything gets back going. Uh, it's a new academic year. Great yeah, I appreciate you guys. Thank Thanks, you. Kim. Go appreciate Pirates. It. Kim McNeil, we'll break. We'll come back. Uh, John Gilbert, we'll have him after this timeout. We are uh, live from the Town Bank Tower, special edition of the Patrick Johnson Show with Steve and I go, and uh, yours truly here on the game. We're having a uh, great time here. It's the uh, season kickoff event in, conjun- in conjunction with uh, their Chamber of Commerce Business After Hours. Patrick Johnson, Steve and I go from uh, Hoist the Colors. And uh, Blake Carroll, ECU defensive coordinator, has joined us here. The beach is over. It's now time to get down to business, Coach. Hey, count the days down. Yeah. Ready to go. Hey, it's not August yet. So got, <laughs> got a few more days. But you're always uh, in that mindset. You're, you're always, you're always uh, you know, right around the corner and get prepared and getting ready for it. Yeah, absolutely. We uh, talked to you. I know Steve did. I talked to you, too, near the end. So we, we've talked about a lot of things with this uh, defense and uh, – I guess the question now is, how are you, are you ready for the first weekend in September? How are you feeling about that? Yeah. A lot of speed on the other side <laughs> hey, of the ball. I think we have a lot of speed, too. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm more excited about our guys and how hard they've been working and preparing and, and getting ready for this fall. And, uh, you know, more, more so of that than thinking about Michigan right now. Right. Obviously, uh, we've made preparations for Michigan, put a game plan together, you know, outline a game plan together. And, um, our kids are always, you go in the office, they're watching film of Michigan, but at the same time, I'm just worried about us and taking right. care of our, our business and, and seeing how much better we can get between now and, and come September. Defensively, a lot of new pieces on the back end, but a lot of familiar faces up front. So does that at least help you sleep a little bit better that all those guys in the trenches have played? Yeah, you, you always want to be uh, good defensively up the middle. Yeah. And if you think about where we got guys coming back, it's our front four. Um and the two safeties. Yeah. So you feel good about being experienced there. If you want to experience somewhere, it better be those guys. Uh, you know, the, the areas we're not experienced in is a linebacker and corners. And, you know, the linebackers, I, I coach the Sam Mike and Will, so hey, I, I, I got to get the job done there and making sure that we catch those guys up. But at the same time, uh, you're looking at Mike Edwards, who's a third-year player, played over 600 snaps as a freshman at Georgia Southern. Uh, Taylor Jackson is going into year four. You know, Kingston McKinstry's going into year four. Rod Dilworth's going into year three. So they may not have played a lot in the Pirate uniform, but they are older kids and they're, you know, some savvy kids that I think will do really well for us this fall. And it seems like y'all have a lot of different, you know, body types. If y'all need more of a run-stuffy linebacker, you got that. You got longer guys now, guys that can run. So it feels like you got maybe more in your arsenal than the past yeah, years, maybe. I, I think so. Not, yeah. And not, not just from a um, – you know, personnel standpoint, but just some things we can do. I think, you know, our corners are, 
are uh, more more man guys and longer and maybe a little bit more athletic and faster. Maybe it allows you to do some more things up front uh, and uh, maybe get quarterbacks and do some things there. So really excited about that. So you said you're about to go eat with the linebacker. So who, who can uh, who can put down the wings the best among the group? You know, it, they're kind of picky eaters. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah, they they uh, we order a bunch of wings and there's always left over and, and they you know get the to-go boxes for them later on. But I, I would say Taekwon King. Yeah. You know, he's probably the guy that's just putting them away the most. And you know, he, he just he's been a blessing to have in that room and and just be so appreciative of everything that we have to offer here in East Carolina. And and you know, he takes advantage of that and. Uh, just enjoys being a pirate and just really happy to be a pirate. Well, what will be your back now, as you said? So, what will the next uh, several weeks be like before camp opens here? Yeah, so next next week's the last uh, week of workouts for our players, and, and they'll be in the weight room with Big John and, and doing a few things on the field there. Uh, then they'll get a few days off before camp starts. So we'll we'll have some time with those guys next week. The following week, when they're away, it's kind of our last minute preparations for fall camp and uh, August camp. And uh, so we'll make sure we're ready to go for that. And then the following week, we start. It's great to see you. It's great to see you. And we'll talk to you before uh, season starts, I'm sure. So Sounds thank you, good. Blake. Good to see yeah. you. Go enjoy some wings, man. Yeah. No doubt. Appreciate you guys. All Thanks, right. Blake. There he goes, Coach Blake Carroll uh, with us here. Mike Swartz is over there. Yeah. I think we're going to get uh, Coach Swartz here in just a uh, a little bit. If we, we could, could ask Tom McClellan, but he's no longer in that role. So He's not. <laughs> but he looks the most relaxed I've seen him he look does. in July. He looks really good. Yep. He looks. It does look good. It's like he's uh, dropped some yep. LBs. Yeah, here comes Mike Swartz. Lots to talk about with him. Reggie Williams Nothing promoted to uh, an assistant. And uh, some new additions to the Pirate roster. Coach, good to see you, my friend. How are you? How are Mike you? Swartz is here with us. How's your summer been? It's been good. It's been really, really good. And uh, we're four weeks into practice. And uh, started uh, finishing up week five this week. And uh, really like this team. There's a lot of new additions. It seems uh, Bobby Pettiford and Cam Hayes are ones that a lot of fans are talking about. Uh, give us a little bit of a, a primer on how those guys have been the last several Yeah, both of them have been really good. You know what they've brought in is experience. They've come in as really good players. They've been well coached at their previous institutions. But they have come in with this lack of fear to step right in. They're not, they're not tiptoeing in. And that's what you want. And that's what you would expect with guys that are older that have had success. I mean, Bobby's won a national championship yeah. before. I mean, he's played there. Cam Hayes has had three really good seasons of college basketball. And, you know, th- you know, he has two left because of the COVID year. But both of them have stepped in with a real sense of aggressiveness that this team needs. Ezra Ozar, not only, well, he looks different, not only with his hair, <laughs> which is blonde, but uh, he, he looks like a bigger yet leaner Ezra Ozar. Yeah, you know, I, you know, what people don't realize, Ezra actually was cleared for practice today. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, he had spoke about it with you, Stephen, about mm-hmm. his shoulder surgery. He was out for four months, and he's the last month has been on the rehab in terms of strengthening and shooting yep. and getting back on the court. But he was full contact today, and, and that was just great to have him back. So I don't think he's anywhere near physically what he's going to be. He uh, looks fantastic. We're just glad he's back on the yeah, court. Absolutely. Yep. Mike, how do you compare this time last year versus this time this year in terms of just comfort, knowing your personnel, that sort of stuff? This is so interesting that you say that, Stephen. I just was watching practice from this morning uh, before I came over here and looking at the three freshmen, and, and, and Callum Richard didn't practice today. He, he got, hit in, you know, got hit in the face a couple of days ago in practice. But to Corey and Sierra Malonga, the two freshmen, and as hard as they're playing and they're doing some good things, 
the game is going 100 miles an hour for them. They're usually about a step to two steps behind everything. And, again, not because of effort, but just because of understanding. And we said as a coaching staff just about 30 minutes ago, man, we had 16 guys like this last year that were all a step or two behind. Not because, again, of any physical abilities, but everybody was learning a new system. So now when you have Brandon Johnson and Ezra Osar and Jaden Walker and Quentin and Caleb and all the guys, they know what we're doing. It makes a huge difference in terms of just the efficiency of practice. Patrick mentioned Bobby Pettiford and obviously stepping in as a potential point guard option. How has he done as far as facilitating in practice, kind of picking up that, that point guard role right away? He's a natural point yeah. guard. He is a pure point guard, not only from a perspective of being able to understand of getting his teammates involved and understand what it takes, but he thinks like a point guard. He absolutely thinks about everybody else around him before he thinks about himself. And he is about uplifting his guys. He knows how to change the whole feel in the gym just with his presence. And that's what a point guard does, and he's doing great with it. Coach Mike Schwartz is uh, with us here. You know, it's a job, and I, I love the way you and your staff approached this job. Now some really talented guys are in. But, you know, there's a lot to overcome with because the, there's no tradition. There's no history. You're building that right now. I mean, you're building that culture, and you're, you're getting geared towards establishing that tradition and that history. So, I mean, do you discuss that any with this group, or is that just not anywhere where you're really no. going, per se? Yeah, no, and, and, and I go back. Well, it's just basketball so different now that, that maybe isn't. You know what? Here's really what it is. You go back to March of last year when I was fortunate enough to have an opportunity to be the head coach here. And in, in, in the press conference and even some of the media asked me, about the lack of tradition and some of the stuff that has happened in the past. And I'll remember it, and I'll say the same thing today as I said that day, that what's happened in the, in the past is absolutely irrelevant yep. to anything we're trying to build moving forward. So that's the approach we took. And then to your other point about the players, we wanted to be a team that we knew we would be very inexperienced last year. Yeah. We would be have legitimate experience this year, but we're still young. We don't have one senior on the team, so we have a chance to hopefully, with continuity, keep this together for a couple of years, two, three years. As far as um, Reggie Williams getting promoted, as a, I mean, what a great guy he is, a real a real player. I mean, NBA guy for 11 years as well, led the NCAA scoring two years. I mean, you're talking Robertson, Pistol P. I I mean, that's not a lot of names have done that. Nope. Uh, but a great guy, too. Uh, what, what will he bring now that he's on the – staff as an assistant it's as we talked about um he has done so much for our team in terms of just his knowledge his ability to communicate with the guys his ability to teach the game all the things that come with being so fortunate to have him on our staff this past year but now he gets an increased role an increased on-court role he gets an increased role in terms of actual player development right. not even more so than just the mental side and talking to the guys now he's on the court and that's just a huge impact because the guys know I mean, the reality is if we could suit Reggie Williams up right now with us, we would <laughs> gladly do it in a heartbeat. <laughs> I think uh, the Pirates are, are poised for a really good basketball season, but the conference, it's, it's – everybody wants to talk about the new look conference and maybe what is left. Bring in some great programs, programs that won a lot near the end of last season. You, you're bringing in three – of the final six teams yeah. playing in the nation last year. Final four, you had 
FAU as one of the Final Four, and the NIT Finals was UAB and North Texas. Yeah. So you've got three programs that were 50% of the Final Six teams playing for, for championships last year are in this conference next year. Yeah. And when you look at FAU, North Texas, UAB, if you just put those three schools and you compare it to the three that left as great as Houston was, and we have ultimate respect for Cincinnati and UCF, but last year alone and maybe over the last couple of years as a whole, probably the three teams coming in have had more basketball success recently right. and particularly last season. So this conference has gotten stronger. Yeah. Just Coach, obviously I've been here a while. The buzz around basketball this offseason is at a pretty high level. I know you've only been here going on your second year, but can you kind of feel that as you go across town and talk to people? It seems like there's a ton of interest, and, and we saw last year, late in the year, how much a good home crowd can, can benefit you guys. So can you kind of feel that momentum going into this this, this winter and, and offseason? I, I, think, I think as a coaching staff and as a program, we're really, really excited about building on the positives of last year. I still think right now we're very focused on – fixing all the things that we know we got to fix. And you and I have talked consistency is a big piece of it. Uh, you know, defensively, we have to be so much better. Offensively, we have to be so much better. But I think that excitement comes from the continuity of our players. I think the fact that, you know, I was asked about this yesterday. I was asked about the fact of, you know, all the guys coming back. And, you know, maybe Pirate Nation in the past has been very on edge and, and on pins and needles come to spring every year. And we don't want that to be the standard here. Now, I know there's a lot that goes into that. It's such a new game in college athletics as a whole. But the Cotton, the R.J. Feltons, Brandon Johnson, Ezra Osar, Jaden Walker, those guys returning, plus the incoming Eastern Carolina, North Carolina guys, Callum and Takori. Yeah, I hope we're building excitement. I'm excited about it. A lot of Pirate fans are, so I know, yeah. you know we're all ready for the As season. much energy as you have, Cy Seymour still has. I might, he might tell me. <laughs> well, you, can't, you can't compete with Cy. I talked to you him the other day, and I mean, it's like it's mid-season form. Hey, you know what, wait, wait, wait. what do they say? If, if, you know, if you're always ready, you never have to That's get true. ready. That's true. Cy is about always hey. ready. Consistency, Cy has consistency. There you go. Yeah. He's the benchmark. He's hey. great. All right, Coach, great to see you. Thank you for stopping Thank by. Always guys. great to see great you, my friend. Appreciate it, Coach. Thank you, man. All right, yeah, Roger Harris is going to step in here. Got the car wash going, our producer, Hank Hinton. What's up, Roger? Roger with the Team Boneyard hat. You, yeah, you need to. Yeah, all the, all the uh, big-time people on it. Steve and I go is included. Yeah, no, nah, I'm just here for the ride, man. Roger Harris is here with us. Good to see you, my friend. How are you? I'm good, man. I can't complain at all. Get up on the mic. Oh, my, oh, my, oh, I'm good, man. I can't complain. Ask you, how's the knee? How's everything going? Knee is great. It's a blessing every day. I, they they said you look really really good. You look really really good. So, trying to man. Yeah. I'm trying to get back. Trying to get back. What's been the big? Uh, I don't say challenge, but just the big thing for you to kind of overcome with this is is it more the mental side maybe than the physical? Yeah, it's not physical anymore. I say it's just mental. Yeah. You know, just believing that I can do it again. You know, but man, like I said, man, the coaches, the players, everybody been behind me. Just been feeling good. Been feeling back to myself. Give me a scouting report on this running back group. Man, a lot of talent. And when I say that, I really mean it. You know, from the younger guys to the older guys to the transfers, man, it's just a lot of talent, a lot of people that's in that room that are, that's really going to go get it, you know, and every chance they get. So, I mean, you got to go out there every day and bust your tail because yep. somebody's coming. Rajay, take us through the transition of, you know, Chris Foster, I know you all love, leaves first day of spring practice, but they move a 
a guy who's used to playing running back, Raquan Boyette, over to your room to, as the new position coach. What has that transition been like? And it seems like it's been pretty natural, right? No drop-offs, man. Yeah. You know, Coach Foster left. He taught us the game, taught us coverages, everything like that. Uh, Coach Boyette came in there, and same thing. You know, no drop-off, no shy. You know, everything is just go, go get it, you know. Everything's earned, not, not given. Obviously, a lot of productive players moving on to pro careers or graduation and, you know, maybe talk outside the program and say, hey, how are they going to replace all these guys? As a returner, do you use that as motivation or do you ignore it? Kind of what's the balance like there? Uh, I try not to pay attention to it, honestly. But, you know, we do. We did lose a lot of guys. So, you know, we got to make up for, you know, the Isaiah Winstead, C.J. Johnson, Holton Naylor, so – but like I said, man, that locker room is just so different now. You know, like everybody want to go get it. Everybody want to be the next CJ, the next Houghton. So, you know, that's just everybody's mindset. So I guess they use it as motivation. And it feels like, you know, there have been a ton of guys who have waited their turn, you know, whether it be redshirted, developed, and maybe there's a, be- a bigger hunger there than maybe past years. Would you say that with some guys who are kind of waiting their time for, the- for this moment? Yeah, man. Big uh, shout-out to Taylor Jackson. Uh, he's a linebacker here. He's unweighted behind Xavier Smith, Miles Berry. Man, you can just see it, man. Yeah. Physicality part in the weight room, um, strength, uh, conditioning. Just you could just tell he waited his turn, and he's about to he's about to flourish. A guy that has waited his turn is Mason Garcia. We spoke to him to lead off the uh, thing here. Most Tell definitely. me about your quarterback. Crazy. That's all I can say. It's crazy. Like <laughs> he seemed pretty mild mannered. What do you mean crazy? He can put that ball anywhere okay, you want it. Yeah. Anywhere you want it, he can put it there. Yeah. I promise you that. I hear you're eating better. <laughs> hey, he gave up the McDonald's. He gave up the McDonald's now? a couple years ago. I haven't touched. But it, what is the candy of it? Was your were you the Skittles guy or is that someone? I can eat some Skittles before the game or something like that. But I'm okay. really not a candy person. I'm not a sweet person. What was it that you ate then? Other than me? there was something else that was like your favorite go-to. I like Twix. Okay. Reese cups and stuff like that. But, but if you cut back on those, I know you I cut, cut back on all of that. Like is I went right? by McDonald's the other day. And Did I you start look. to twitch a little? And you yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. What was your go-to at McDonald's? The fries. So if I you get, get a good McDonald's set of fries, there's nothing better. Yeah. Besides the mac chickens. I love the mac chickens. Mac chicken. okay. I get like two mac chickens. Are you a McFlurry guy or no? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Right. no We're not doing all that. All right. I didn't know. We ain't doing all that. So I don't know if you had some ice cream. When's the last time you've had McDonald's? Yeah, like any cheat days? I mean, you know, some, everybody has a cheat day every now and then. I haven't had it in like a year and a half, two years. Is that right? It's impressive, man. That is impressive. I ain't going to lie. Like, I wonder what it tastes like. <laughs> I wonder if my stomach be hurting after I eat it. Like, I, just, I just wonder. Sometimes I really be like, should I just go eat it one more time? And I'm like, nah, I'm no, good. You can't do it. You're, you're, you're a different man now. Different man. Yeah. Uh, I feel Keaton, better. Have you been in touch with Keaton Mitchell? I talked to him today. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, what did you guys talk about? Everything. Okay. Football. Yeah. The different, the speed, the players. Odell. Just everybody, man. Is everybody. Is he running with uh, Lamar and the ones yet? Oh, yeah, man. He's running with Lamar. Yeah. He's running with Lamar. He lo- he having fun with Lamar, too. I think Lamar and uh, Keaton are going to be a pretty special back. Crazy, crazy read out. option, man. Yeah. Crazy read option. I've been playing with um, Odell and them on Madden. I'm not updated rosters. Keaton's uh, not on there yet. But yeah. Okay. It's coming, man, though. Will you play with crazy. Keaton when he's, when he's on updated? Of course. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, of course. Don't order me a jersey as soon as they drop. <laughs> He'll send you a jersey. There's no ordering. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> if he makes you order a jersey, that's pretty beat up. Yeah. yeah. I know. He'll be, I hope he's listening to this right now. I hope he's listening to this. Well, it's good to see him. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Good we'll to see, see you probably in about a month, I imagine. Come on now. Yep. yep. Probably sooner than that. Yeah. See y'all at yeah. practice. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. It'll be soon. Yep. You know, I appreciate y'all.
Yep. All right. Appreciate Appreciate it, Rajay. Rajay Harris. All right, we're going to take a break. I know there's some other people going to make their way over here. Uh, We'll come back. We're probably going to run a little past six here, so we'll try to get some folks over here. Uh, A break, and then we'll come back. And uh, if no one shows, then we'll wrap it up for the final time here uh, from our season kickoff show on the game. All right, welcome back. We are – yeah, bring him – no, he is worthy. Bring him over. Yeah, we will let him eat. He good, he good. Uh, welcome back, Patrick Johnson and uh, Patrick Johnson and uh, Stephen Igo here with you. I think for the first time that we have hosted a show together, this has gone. I really think well. it. Yeah, I think we've. I uh, think this is a winning formula potentially. We figured it out, and there has been no real rules or format. That good. Yeah, that's the way to. That's the way to do it, man. Just show up and do the thing and go home. Yeah, I think we've done that pretty well. Are you going to hit uh, any of the finger foods on your way out? That's, I think I have to at this point. We've been sitting at this table, confined to this table for an hour. I can see everybody walking around with appetizers. And it looks good, does yeah. it? Yeah. It looks really good. Uh, I think everybody's sort of gathered and matriculated to the other side of the tower for Fair some enough. remarks, so I don't know if we're going to get any more guests. And uh, we do need to make way because that studio is going to be utilized by another show coming up. Well, uh, it's always kind of good to catch up with the coaches and players in the uh, off season as we get ready for. Uh, uh, really, it's going to hit in a couple weeks. I know, Everything I like hits hyperspeed. It feels this like is almost the end of the off season. It in is some ways. It is. It's a kickoff to the uh, upcoming season, and it is, as you would say, a little bit of a uh, an end of the off season. Uh, Stephen's show will be back uh, at noon, starting uh, August fourteenth. It's been a, a big hit, the Hoisted Colors Radio Show. I'm very excited. Uh, that Steven's with us on uh, 94.3 The Game now, so it's awesome to have you uh, yeah, with us. The show's been fantastic. Uh, we'll come back tomorrow with more alleged best of the Patrick Johnson show, and there'll be some best of next week, and I think we're going to replay this show next week. That'll be good. I mean, we had a ton of info, ton of great guests, so I think it's it's definitely worthy of it. It was such. a car wash. It was good, but it's great to see you. It's good and, to see you, too. Uh, what are, what, are, what are the Igos doing for the rest of the summer? So trying to enjoy some downtime. Slater has his... Uh, is his second birthday coming up soon at the end of this month. Okay. So my uh, what my are two year olds wanting nowadays? Everything, uh, mainly sweets. Uh, he's got a big <laughs> sweet tooth, so any type of ice cream or uh, he's he's big into the Smarties candy these days. So anything like that. But we'll also get him some fun stuff to play with. And then the daughter is now three months old, so it's quite the time in the Igo household. So I'm trying to enjoy being a dad for this month, but once August hits, it'll be fun to be back on the practice field. So I'll be back uh, a week from Monday with the. Uh, coverage of ECU at the AAC Media yeah. Days, and again, that'll be in Texas, and it'll, it'll have a distinctly different flavor this year with 14 yeah. teams now in the American. Much different, and I think it'll be interesting to see where East Carolina's picked to finish. I, I would venture to say probably somewhere near the middle of the pack, just given all the unknowns returning, but would not surprise me if this team surprises a lot of people uh, in the conference. How much does this hinge on Mason Garcia in your mind? You know, to be honest... Uh, a very large percentage hinges on the quarterback situation, sure. and I think that Garcia is most likely going to be the guy. And I think for ECU to succeed at the level it wants to succeed, I think if Garcia has the type of season that he's capable of having and everything comes together, I think the roster is in a much better place than people realize uh, that don't follow the program closely. They've recruited, they've developed, they've added the right transfers. To me, a lot of it is the quarterback situation. Yeah. All right, great. To, uh, Kevin, yeah, come on over here real quick. Kevin Williams, uh, ECU golf coach. He'll be our final guest here. Wrapping it up. You're on the 18th. You're on the 18th tee box right now. So hit it straight. All right, Kevin Williams, who has got a really 
major director of golf at ECU. How about that? It's pretty cool. You and that I have talked cool. about it off here. That's uh, pretty yeah. good. And then Mike Cato, and then I forget the other. Uh, uh, Catherine Carson. Catherine, yeah, yeah. Catherine yeah. Carson, who, who played. She played right for me for two years, played for Coach V for, for a couple, couple of years. And so, you know, I, I, the big thing, as you and I have talked before, is Mike Cato's got such a vast uh, experience with junior golf and in the community. And the big thing when we made this move was I wanted to make sure Mike got on board full-time. And uh, so he's he's at ECU full-time now, which is great for us. He's such a great teacher, so, so good with junior golfers. And then, you know, I've done this before. Like from yeah. um, 2000 to 2005, I coached both teams with a grad assistant. <laughs> right. Now we have wow. two full-time yeah. assistants. And I'm going to tell you, in our office. And everybody's going to be working together, yeah, though, aren't they? Yeah, we're working together, and the energy level's through the roof. And, you know, that's my 27th year at mm-hmm. ECU, basically. And the energy level they're bringing being new, it just, it's almost like reinvigorated me, which yeah. is awesome. I, I'm excited to get started. It's a little-known fact. When I was a senior at D.H. Conley, my senior project was golf. I took golfing lessons from Mike Cato. So, yeah. ah. well, He's the best instructor. Yeah. He was really good. I, uh, yeah. he, he said I was a natural the first day, and I could never hit it straight after that. <laughs> uh, but he is a good one. He's a really good teacher, and yeah. I think he'll do a great job for you guys. Yeah, no, it, we're excited about it. And I, I think, you know, having been, uh, I don't want to say at the end of what I've done, but I've done this a long time. Right. And so as I told him in our first staff meeting, my goal is to get you to in the right position to do whatever you want to do with right. golf, right? right? And so I think Mike's expertise in teaching, Catherine's energy and, and eye for the game, I think is going to bode well for both of them down the road. Um, a lot of things to ask you about. I'll probably get you back <laughs> on to, to talk about this, but Harold Varner has yeah. since won a live event, and then yeah. he's made a significant contribution to the Unite Pirates Unite campaign, and, and yeah. a lot of that goes to golf. It, it does, and so we're real excited, obviously, uh, for Harold and his family for what's happened to them. I mean, obviously, Jim, I mean, the the money that's come in for Harold playing that tour, obviously, it's amazing. very smart decision on his part to do that. It's money that he, you know, think how long he would have had to play the tour mm-hmm. to earn that kind of money. Yeah, right. And he would have always a little bit been on the edge, right? You know, no guarantees out mm-hmm. there. And, you know, I think that's what people have a hard time getting past is they like, what is it, the wide world of sports? The right. thrill of victory and the agony right. of defeat. Yeah. They like to see somebody fail, right? You know, go to a hockey game because they want to see a fight break out, right. right? And so I think that's the part that the PGA Tour kept hanging their hat on. But these guys kept looking at it and said, I get to play golf and make this kind of money and yeah. play 14 of them. Well, and Harold was Harold. He was honest about it. He was. Yeah, this yeah. is the best part. He and, he and Dustin Johnson. Yeah, mm-hmm. those That's were true. the two that were always honest about uh, this, and at the end of the day, it's going it's going to pay off big for them. For I, sure. We we got to go, but we okay. have kind of gone down this live thing. I just wonder a quick yeah. from you. Were you surprised by the? Agreement, because you know it's called CNBC called it a merger, but that's, yeah. that's what they call a merger in their world. But this this loose agreement did that surprise you? Uh, it did, but at the same time, it made a lot of sense because of the fact that um, it, it's like the Oakland A's competing against the New York Yankees without yeah. a salary cap. Right. Yeah. They got no chance. Right. And that's what basically what was happening with the PGA Tour and Live. All right. What will you do the rest of the summer? 
Do you got uh, to play any? Nah, we're, we're recruiting like crazy. When do you right get now. to play ever? Uh, May is my month to play. Okay, all right. We're not in the postseason. So okay. we weren't in the postseason this year, so May I'll play. I played. I worked camp in June. Okay. Recruited a couple How'd you play? Weeks. That's what I'm getting at. Uh, you know, I, I played pretty well this Okay. Yeah. I know you did. Yeah. I know you did. Yeah. Cato's pretty good, too. He's very good. All right. Great to see you, Thank Kevin. You. Awesome. Kevin Wilson, now the director of golf at ECU. Thanks, man. Uh, for Stephen Igo and uh, Michael Busimi, thank you, Michael, and uh, Philip Pilkington back in the studio, Patrick Johnson. Uh, more best of tomorrow. Stephen will be back with Hoist the Colors Radio August 14th. I'll be back with the PJ Show, and uh, that will come your way on the 20th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll come back with that on the uh, 24th with uh, coverage of uh, AAC Media Day and Pirate Football then. All right. Uh, have a great rest of the uh, week, and uh, we'll see you on the 24th on the Patrick Johnson Show. Thank <laughs> you.